Hello again. As you may be able to hear, I'm now at my desk after being so rudely but charmingly interrupted yesterday by a schnauzer when I recorded yesterday's episode in the nearby cemetery and then got rained on so I couldn't really carry on. This is episode two out of five in a series on whatever it is that I put in the title that I can't remember. But it's basically about showing your work in progress. Hello, you're listening to an adequate podcast by me, John Paul Flintoff. It's about creative self-expression through writing, drawing and speaking. And it's adequate because I can't do perfect. In yesterday's episode, I left you, uh, not entirely intentionally, in the dark about what the heck I was talking about. I said I was about to launch something and I said I'd been up all night for three nights in a row. Well, not all night. I'd been up a long time working hard on a course based on American time and I'm in London. And the course was run by someone who I have relied on since I signed up to his course in 2017. But that was a that was a kind of virtual pre-recorded course with you know lots of interactive stuff, but it wasn't live. And this one, this weekend, just gone, was live. So it was really him talking to the audience and, and it was some 2,000 of us and I was very excited that he name-checked me, I think four times actually, but three times maybe, only my first name and he name-checked about a zillion people so it didn't mean much. But I thought it was probably quite important to mention that I was actually really excited by that. And I said, I have not talked about this person before, partly because I felt very ashamed of having signed up to this expensive course that he uh, provides online and not having done anything with it and got in myself into a bit of a pickle psychologically. And uh, for other reasons too. And I got to the point yesterday where I was about to tell you why I gave him one short of the maximum possible on the feedback in answer to his question, how willing am I to recommend his course to others? And it was really interesting when I was filling in the feedback form to catch myself and to realise what I was doing and why was I a bit short of the top mark? Because as soon as I, as soon as I pressed click or submit or whatever it was on that part of the feedback form, which I assumed was the very end, the next question kind of a bonus question came up which wouldn't have come up I suppose if I had given him full marks and this bonus question said what is it that we could change that would have to change for you to give a higher score in other words for me wholeheartedly top marks to recommend this person and I realized it was nothing to do with him or his course all brilliant excellent stuff but it uh, was all to do with me, actually, because I'm just trying to tease this out as I speak. I'm sitting here at my desk with my eyes shut, trying to think really clearly. And I know that if I have my eyes open, I'll be distracted. Um, and I realise it's because some part of me is a bit embarrassed about needing to have help from someone in his domain. Why that would be, I didn't know. So I thought the best thing I can do having learned in the psychiatric hospital that I mentioned yesterday, that it can be a lot um, better to offload the stuff that you're uncomfortable with. The best thing I can do is just share on this podcast 
with you, lovely listener, who I can't quite be sure who you are because I've got a good idea who's listening to this, but I don't know for sure who listens to which episode or whether you'll catch this one, even if you caught all the other ones. I've no idea. You might be a charming but complete stranger. So anyway, the thing I want to say is that I signed up for a course in marketing. There, that wasn't that bad, was it? I just said it. I signed up for a course in marketing after having signed up in 2017 with all sorts of people who were clearly very accomplished, but in the end struck me as being fraudulent. And that was really disappointing in a fairly profound way, actually. And the fraudulence of these other people throughout the year 2017 presented itself in in small ways, but those small ways were really telling. They were massive, actually. They were really, really massive. So one of the things that I found that several of them did was make a really persuasive, jolly, exciting and pushy case for signing up to do their course because it was the last chance, you know, it wasn't going to happen again. And then I would sign up and it was perfectly obvious. I mean, they didn't even really try to hide it. That this was a pre-recorded course that was on repeat pretty well on the hour every day. And I thought if I... I just thought that completely and utterly destroys my confidence in you. And I just felt really burned again and again. So by the time I got towards, I think it was about October or something... I came across this chap who, as it happens, was another American. They were all American and they were all men. And I just say that because it's it's the case. It's not either good or bad. It's just, there we are. And uh, I came across this chap, Jeff Walker. J-E-F-F Walker, like someone who walks. And he seemed very engaging, less pushy by a long way. And um, I was grabbed by what he was saying. And he also just gave away the most sensationally large amount of information um, that I thought was just really helpful. And it was quite clear that he didn't really mind if he signed up. Um, But there was a sort of a ticking clock. And I love that. I love the ticking clock and the sense of expectation as a storyteller. I love that. You know that I've already done that yesterday. I drew attention to the fact that I was bringing in a cliffhanger-y thing. And I've deliberately withheld his name because I deliberately thought that might be exciting and interesting. Um, So I love that sense of, oh, crikey, build up expectation in the audience. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. They're dying to know what's happening next. And that's what Jeff Walker did very well. And he did, he got me completely. I just, I signed up for his course which was very expensive. And then when I was allowed in behind the scenes, I thought, wow, this is amazing. It's like an enormous palace of videos and sort of PDFs and downloads and interactive chat boxes. And I thought, I couldn't quite get my head around how comprehensive it was. And it was absolutely top value for money. Anyway, so I was doing the feedback the other day and I was thinking, why on earth am I embarrassed to say I did a marketing course? Now that's probably something I'll never really fathom. Um, I suppose it's something to do with the fact that I'm I'm a writer myself I, and some part of me thinks I ought to know how to do it without any help, which is completely madness when I say it out loud. But anyway, there we are. So this weekend I was invited as, as an owner of his products, of this 
product which he called um, product launch formula. I was invited on a very cheap rate to attend an all weekend live online marketing thing, which was really knackery. But what I really would like to, to do in the next episode of this mini series of five episodes about sharing your work is I would like to tell you about some of the things that were so successful about the way that he ran this three-day online event, which must have been so tiring. I mean, if you, as I have done, if you ever stand in front of a group of people and make some kind of presentation, you know how tiring it is after a fairly short while. And if, as I have done, but not with this number, if you've been in front of a large number of people, you know how exhausting that can be. And if you've been in front of a large number of people on Zoom, that's really exhausting. Well, Jeff Walker was doing, I, I, I think it was about eight hours a day from a warehouse with 2,000 people on Zoom screens in front of him. Some of them people like me who like, admire and um, want to be uh, paying attention. And others clearly were relatively new to him and didn't really know that much. Most people did know, but, but a few didn't. So the energy involved is just amazing. And uh, so there we are. That's Jeff Walker. But I'm not going to tell you yet. You see, I'm quite flagrantly introducing a cliffhanger here. I'm not going to tell you all the things that Jeff did. Instead, I'm going to tell you about um, what that was. I'm not going to tell you yet all the things that Jeff Walker did to um, make the Zoom so successful. But I am going to tell you about one of the things that I decided to do over the course because, as I mentioned yesterday, Jamie Marshall, my wonderful agent, and Short Books, my wonderful publisher, are keen for me to keep promoting my book. And it's really boring for everyone for me to go on and on about the book. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not right this second. I'm not saying, go out and buy my book. I'm just telling you this is what happens when a person like me has a book like this and you've got your own thing, so take what you like and leave the rest just when I talk about my book you think about your thing um, and so it's a bit boring to go on and on about it so I thought it would be more interesting just to talk about the process so anyway one of the, the exercises that I, I have done before but I've never done it with quite such amazing insight is is to consider who who is this for and I thought I could go on about my book about public speaking generally to sort of a generalised audience of anyone in the whole wide world but nobody then really feels it's for them so what could I do instead and I'm I'm in this zoom with mostly Americans and feeling myself therefore to be very much more of a Londoner than I'm normally conscious of because like normally I'm just I'm swimming in that water but here this weekend I was surrounded by Americans and I felt very strongly like I am a Londoner and then it occurred to me that maybe the person I should focus on for for public speaking help and guidance would be a Londoner. It's actually irrelevant about being in London, but it just gives me some focus. So I thought, OK, I'll do a London. And what part of speaking could I do? Because there's any number of different ways in which we can do speaking. You could do, well, I don't even need to list them. And I thought, OK, I'll just do a wedding speech. And then I thought, no, even that is too general. I'll just just do the best man speech. I'll provide guidance to Londoners who have to give a best man speech. And I'm telling you this because it was a total revelation and it made it so much easier for me 
to focus my thoughts on what that person needs. Now, of course, there are oodles of different Londoners who have all sorts of different approaches and, and ways of wanting to give a best man speech. And they might not call it a best man speech and all that stuff. But if I keep on stopping and holding myself up and saying, well, maybe I should call it a best person speech so that I'm not excluding women or something, then I just make myself confused. So it's better for me to focus and call it a best man speech, call it Londoners, and then I really know what I'm talking about. And subsequent to that, I have created a little course and I'm really, really not flogging it. I'm just trying to tell you what I've done. I created it as a Google um, form, which is like a survey thing. You can't move on to the next one until you've answered the first one. And it's, it's all of the steps that you need to go through to work out what are you going to say and why are you going to say it. And then I made a little video about the remaining things that anyone might want to do, like work up the speech so it sounds better and memorise it and tips on delivery, that sort of thing. And if anyone wants more, then they can they can sign up and do a course on that. But all of this is free. It's just, you know, here we are. This should help you not make one of those terrible best man speeches. That's That was my idea. And it was really great. But the, 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 the reason why I'm telling you about this is because of a couple of things that made it possible. One was the focus on, on a very narrow audience. I'm going to focus on them. For the moment, I'm forgetting anyone else in any other context who wants to make a speech. I'm not thinking about brides at weddings. I'm not thinking about the father of the bride. Any of those other people is just best man speech. Really, really clear. So if you're thinking about making any kind of communication, it doesn't have to be a speech. Focus on a very specific audience and it just helps you to find out uh, what you want to say but the other thing that made it really work was that we all had to do this exercise at the same time Jeff Walker gave us like I don't know 15 20 minutes to really focus in on that person that we're writing about make a little note about who is that person what are they interested in and what are they worried about what are they pleased about what are their dreams? All of those sorts of things. You've probably heard this exercise before. But the fact that 2,000 people were all doing it at the same time and I was doing it with them really, really helped. I don't know what to do with that piece of information. But it suddenly opened up all sorts of really exciting thoughts in my mind. And I mentioned it this afternoon to the people who are in um, a group that I run uh, which is in its second iteration. I call it the Wizzy Group. You'll have to go on my website if you want to find out more. I'm not going to go on much about it. It's a thing that American um, sort of coachy people often call a mastermind, but I couldn't bring myself to call it a mastermind because it sounded a bit pretentious. So I called it a Wizzy Group, and the name stuck, and I like it, and the people in it are wizards. And anyway, so I talked to the wizards about this at lunchtime, and I had an idea that it might be a, it might be a thing actually to do a, a, a group working together to put out a newsletter so i will coordinate a group where anyone who wants to can join us and over the course of a month we will write a whole month worth of newsletters now i might be going all over the place here but sorry this is my podcast and i'm going all over the place because i feel like it but the thing is that jamie my agent who've already already mentioned is quite keen for me to do something on journalism, writing, blah, 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 stuff like that. And I'm really interested in this format of the newsletter. So if I could write a newsletter, a pop-up, one-off, one-month-long newsletter, 
I might actually write the best part of my book in a month. And in order to hold myself to that, I need to create my own little gang of people who are doing the same sort of thing. So I mentioned it first to the wizards because they're my, they're my special gang of collaborators, but I'll probably open it up to other people because I doubt that all the wizards will want to do it. So you, if you're listening to this podcast, which you plainly are, you too could be part of this newsletter writing month of extraordinariness. Um, but I haven't got any more details quite this minute about that. I'm just sort of blurting it out right now. Um, in the meantime, I will come back tomorrow. I'm recording this without the benefit of any schnauzer to get me out of a tight spot. So I'm just going to have to stop myself. And it says 16 minutes and 50 seconds. So I'm just going to say uh, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow for episode three of this five-parter about sharing your process where I will reveal some of the things that Jeff Walker did to make his Zoom so very compelling for so many hours and more and if you want to leave a message uh, or a question so that I can fling some of that either your audio or my answer to your question into the next episodes please do you need to just go on to the homepage for this podcast using the Anchor app, which is what I use to record it. Thanks very much. Go and have a nice rest of the day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to An Adequate Podcast with me, John Paul Flintoff. If you want to hear more episodes on this theme of self-expression, please subscribe. I'm very keen to make this podcast interactive. Send me a comment or a question, and I'll try to build it into an upcoming episode. Bye for now.